0: Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. I'm Anjali Malwani, and today we're going to be talking about remote work. We have with us Harshit Talyani, an investment associate at a public equity firm. Hi. So I just wanted to know like your take on working from home, your experience of working from home. So you can, can you tell me what do you do, where do you stay and what's your daily routine like?
1: yeah okay so i think i'm pretty experienced with work from home i've been doing it since since beginning of march 2020 Uh, and we are talking when may 2021 so uh, i live in pune Uh, work for me begins sometime in the afternoon because i work with my colleagues in north america and then i work through until 1 2 a.m uh five days a week corporate job work in finance and and consulting it's plain vanilla you know, you need a computer, need basic software, need your Zoom, Google Meet to get through the day. So it's all desk-based, um, highly online. Or you can see you can, like remote work hasn't changed much of our work environment because you're anyway all working through computers and phones. But yeah, so work hasn't been impacted, but the environment in which we work has changed.
0: Okay, so do you think that because your work is completely desk-based and you, all you need is your laptop and stuff like that, do you think that your company would permanently switch to remote working in the future?
1: So, we can move. It won't affect our basic needs. We don't need to manufacture anything or in-person meet anything. We can always work where Google meets. So, me being in India working for an American firm is anyway remote. So, if I'm here for Nine months, ten months a year. I'm anyway now working those many months remotely, so it won't impact our business. But will the company decide to do that long term? Unlikely, because there is an emphasis on having people together and um, making that in more interactive, and you know, helping people create a bond between.
0: themselves. Yeah, it's a whole culture, um, right? Being together. Yeah, the
1: culture gets it's impact. The culture gets impacted for sure. Like, very meaningfully. It's a huge impact, which matters a lot to the place where I work. So, um, while you can, so the answer is, like, while you can make it work, uh, they still won't, because there's a downside to it.
0: Yeah, like, but it's also, um, I can imagine it must be hard to enforce company uh, corporate culture and, like, company values while remote working, right?
1: Yeah, it is difficult. Uh, It's like everyone has found their own way to get their work done, which is their own style of working or whatever. When you're in a physical office, you tend to adapt to the way others work, take lunch breaks together, maybe go for walks together. Here, you're completely isolated. Um, It's hard to keep culture the same. I mean, you can't. It's it's next to impossible because the whole experience of in-person interaction can never be met through phone calls or video calls
0: definitely so what is your what what about client meetings and stuff like that what is your usual um daily schedule when you're at home versus when you're at the office
1: so it's i mean client meetings or people that we work with outside external stakeholder meetings have always been on the phone so that has not changed we would meet our we would meet the groups we work with uh, once a year twice a year in some cases once in 18 months or 24 months so those physical meetings were anyway limited because we talk every other day on the phone so that relationship exists it was anyway virtual so that hasn't changed of course the okay. annual meeting is not happening and the annual meeting is now happening over zoom outside of that um, there was not a lot of in person with you know the external folks that we worked with so that's not changed for sure not meaningfully
0: so there hasn't been much of an impact. I am I'm guessing overall, working uh,
1: apart from the culture, there hasn't. Okay. I still. So company
0: is doing well
1: and everything. Sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, the company is doing well. The company doing like the business isn't isn't as meaningfully impacted, or it is, but not as yeah. Of course, it's not as meaningfully impacted as you know, education, schools, um, like you name it, like talk about people who make school uniforms boom kids aren't going to school um, yeah so i mean so we aren't in that category definitely our business is sustaining because our, our business is around advising and working with investment firms and they continue to find new, new investments for themselves so gets us busy not affected our business that way uh, also our infrastructure was anyway virtual so we always called these guys on their phone did um, video meetings and everything anyway happened this way. So it's not affected the business model as such. Could argue that it saved costs for us. Uh, we don't have that office infrastructure over here in Pune. Exactly. We, we would do like team lunches, team gatherings, um, probably an expense. Office rent is an expense. Electricity, stocking up pantries. We'd use Ubers, blah, blah, blah. So they, they, it's in fact working on the PL side better for them. But, like, the hit on culture probably can't be, uh, you know, repaired or fixed through any of these online meetings.
0: I agree, but I think it makes me wonder a lot of um, companies are also very profit oriented. So, I guess some companies would probably think that, oh, you know what? I guess we, uh, like, you know, sacrificing the company culture is a small price to pay for the amount of costs we're saving in terms of infrastructure and like you said other expenses
1: that's a good point but i would feel that matter that changes from industry to industry in finance and consulting at least the world where i work your core assets are your people we don't have like our business at a very base level has some basic softwares we use and people and computers and phones and that's it that's the only thing that we own like if so in a place where people are so important and where those people really make a huge difference uh, or the impact per person is just so high, you want to make sure that they're fully engaged and excited about every new day at the job. Because if the culture gets impacted, if the quality talent begins to move, then you're losing what makes you successful. And But right. I mean, on the contrary, if it's like a hospital that you own, or if it's even, well, hospitals, of course, would be busy right now. If it is, say, a pharmacy that you run, you run a chain of pharmacies, Wellness Forever, over there, you can. You would probably want to, I mean, over there, I shouldn't. Not. Not. I don't know how accurate this might be, but the, the employees there are probably more replaceable. The impact for employees relatively more limited in like that instance versus a twenty percent team that's doing many projects together. So, um, I think it's industry to industry where I work. Culture and teaming. Like if the if the, if the guys aren't happy or the girls aren't happy, and if they move, it, like that's a risk that these guys face
0: so yeah, that exists i know what you mean but um there could also be another um, another point that uh, an employee could argue would also be like instead of uh, company culture is definitely important to motivate em- like the employee but yeah like work work from home is also an advantage right so if an employee sees that as a bonus to themselves they're like okay cool I'd rather be working from home than you know going out and it depends everybody has different circumstances so yeah I guess one could argue that as well right
1: yeah it could be both ways I mean if you are uh, efficient enough you know to not ping your employees outside their working hours because you know the laptop is with them so you know you can call them at 8 p.m and be like where are you, man? I know your laptop's not too far because, well, you work and sleep in the same room. So if you as an employer <laughs> can keep that boundary and if you as an employee can also keep that boundary and, you know, not mix with your say family way too much when you're working and try to keep that boundary, whatever it is, I mean, you get to define it for yourself. If you're that efficient, then good for you. And that, that may work for you. So I think it's person to person. Some may not be able to draw that boundary, like employers and employees both. Uh, but for the, for the ones who can probably works in their advantage, for the ones who are okay, not working in a, you know uh, a facility designed for people to work, then good. Like I am personally prefer a real office because that's literally designed for people to come and work. Well, you could argue some open spaces, some closed rooms. People prefer their own things, but like my room is not designed for me to work at all. <laughs> so I, I mean, you're getting me. Uh,
0: yeah, so with, I was actually with that, uh, mm-hmm. sorry. Continue.
1: No, no. I was okay. I was just gonna say, like, I think it's probably each to its own. I don't know what people have experienced over time. I mean, I'm curious to see what everyone, like, you know, where the. I mean, is there like a direction? Is there like a trend in how people think? Is there some yeah? Commonality? Actually,
0: I did do a survey as as you already know. I did a survey with like 200 people that participated and asking them all their preferences and all kind that. Of, there were some very interesting results. Like, um a lot of people said that they do prefer working from home. And a lot of people also said that they prefer don't working from like it was almost 50 50. And that was quite shocking. I thought, yeah, I thought that there would actually be a majority. But no, it seems to be 50 50. So, you know, that makes me wonder about the future of remote working and how companies are going to include it in their, you know, agenda, like, there was this uh, proposal of having 50 work from home days a year. That's approximately four days a month for employees to choose when they want to work from home and stuff like that. So what do you think about that? Do you think it could work?
1: I think it could work. What the number is, I don't know. It's probably trial and error. And maybe each company has its own number. But the, I mean, whatever moves in the direction of flexibility would be more welcomed because you want to recognize that people have different preferences. And if you can make them happy and still get your output, you, I don't know what more would an employer want. I mean, you're getting them, you do get them to come in the office for culture related things. You do give them the space they need for their own personal preferences. And if you're able to find that balance, which works for your team and your firm, nothing like it. So I think like anything in the direction of flexibility would probably play out better because now also people have experience of working from home. So the 50% in your survey who,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, So the ones are more welcoming it. They'll jump, they'll jump ship to some other place that's giving them the flexibility. So uh, probably the the sooner employers adapt to it, the better. And with that, probably they need to change the inf- like for the ones who don't have the infrastructure, like there are so many companies where you have these terminals in your office that you only can access when you're in there, like you know in person, and you can't always mm-hmm. take your work home because, some systems have secured like confidential data.
0: And yes. so they don't let yes. you
1: take it home. And I mean, if if like the sooner they adapt their internal infrastructure in terms of technology and other things, the better for them. Like they need to be more nimble as they evolve. I think that's yeah, definitely right. something I see that might happen.
0: Yeah, totally. Um Yeah, also, do you do you have a team that you work with probably under you, above you?
1: Um most of my work is like us. I'm more like you know a one man army. Everyone in my team is to some aspect, to some aspect, because like I have a project that I'm responsible for. There are other teams that contribute, uh, and uh, in some way I guide, but they don't directly report into me. But I lead the project and they contribute to it. So there's like my team, and then there is a research team, and then the research team does research on the project that I'm working on or I'm running. So it's not they not like managed by me, but they contribute to the work I do so that is there but beyond that i'm an isolated fellow and above me is probably like one person who's overseeing me doing five projects so that's the structure roughly
0: okay so in a day how do you how do you these different teams keep in touch with each other and be, stay in the same loop of what's going on and stuff like that
1: yeah chat i mean slack is the way to go slack is good <laughs> slack, um,
0: okay yeah
1: cool. slack is good so uh, i mean you can it's just more interactive than probably skype And Google, what Google chat, whatever that was, Google Hangouts, 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 Hangouts. the chat thing. Yeah, pretty horrible. Um, But anyway, yeah, we use Slack, we use uh, Google Meet for video calls, and the way we go about it, I mean, we often chat. There's also this understanding that everyone's time is valuable. If you have something really important, then you call them or hop on a call. Or like you block a time in the calendar and put in your agenda so you make sure you know the other person is going to come prepared and really address what needs to be addressed and go their way so that's that that level of um respect exists so we try to it's like how sooner can you get like what do you really need can it be one do you even need to contact the person yes i do can you do it over text okay go for it do you really need to talk yes then set an agenda while you, set, while you while you block someone's calendar. And then once you hop on, like, of course, there's basic courtesy to see how the other person's doing, but then you wrap up and you head on to the next. So that's how we operate. Um, I may talk to like the people in my research team. So if I'm on four projects, I'll talk to the research team on it probably twice a week. Like, so eight, eight, team, eight meetings with four different researchers because I'm talking to them Maybe on once on Monday, once on Thursday, you know, like we just keep in track and the rest we keep in touch on Slack, of course, and then on the systems we work on with other colleagues, like I'll probably meet my manager once or maybe twice a week over video call because that's a more important relationship, a more important, you know, working relationship for of me to for both of us to manage because like those researchers don't report into me. I, they just work on my projects and we collaborate there. But like me and my manager Mm -hmm. have a lot more to discuss. It goes beyond projects, right? It goes into what, where you're doing, where you're going with the career, what challenges you're facing, blah, blah, blah. So that's the communication. I mean, I'll talk to my manager probably twice a week. Um, Of course, slack a lot. With the researchers, probably talk to them twice a week, slack a little bit um, here and there. And and that helps get the work done.
0: Nice. A very interesting thing you mentioned about how... um, can this be done on text? If not, then okay, then I'll make a call. If it can be done on text, I'll just make a text. So this, this, this touches on a topic of work from home ethics, which are not very clear in today's world, since it's a very contemporary subject, people are still learning yeah. how to work their way around it. So uh, work from he- ethics is a really interesting um, topic to talk about. And uh, like, there are a few things that have come to my notice that, you know, makes me think like, for example, uh, manager while having a zoom meeting with a lot of other employees all the employees may not necessarily have their cameras on but it's important for the manager to have his camera on and you know be dressed well prepared to assert a sense of seriousness into the environment right don't you think
1: yeah Uh, so yeah i hear what you're saying so are you asking like what do i think about that so
0: i mean that and any other ethics that you want to talk about
1: So like on ethics. I think one thing I mentioned, which I related, to, uh, alluded to before is that if, I mean, when it comes to ethics, what comes in is also personal space. So I think one needs to All like that's a boundary. You shouldn't cross because well, you're at someone's at home and you don't know what their house environment is like, you don't know, maybe they're working in the same, like two people are working in the same room. So you cannot Command over, like, I mean, just not command, but you should always be aware of the fact that the environment, the other person is, is going to be different from yours. So with that, one should be conscious of probably the hours in which you text somebody. You should not text. I mean, unless shit hits the roof, you shouldn't text them out of your working hours. So keeping that boundary is a part of ethics. Um, And then the, I mean, on video calls, it happens. I mean, I'm probably guilty of it. I don't put my video on if it's a twenty person meeting where it's just you know like we're gonna have an agenda. Don't. No, it's fair. It's and I think it's fine. I mean, um, people do. While it's preferred if you can, it would be nice for people to put their video on because well that's the best you can do. But if people don't, it's not taken with. Uh, it should not be also taken with you know um, an offense or you know like if someone doesn't want to put their video on, it's totally their call.
0: Totally like, unless true, you
1: need, yeah. yeah, I mean, now if it's an external, the thing is if, internal meetings, you're not obliged to, but you're, it's preferred if you do. But if you don't, no one's gonna, like, it's not gonna show up ever. India. No of one's gonna not. like show it to you that, hey, man, you never do it. What the hell, that's never gonna come. But if you're that, that the
0: you know, host of the meeting should definitely have their camera
1: on. Um, If they can, yeah, like, whoever can should, and whoever doesn't, whoever's comfortable and can should, like, it's, it, it helps. And Especially the smaller the groups are, the better. Like in two people, yeah, if yes. it's a 20 person then even I may not. Because if it's a 20 person meeting where I'm a participant and not an active speaker or an active, you know, just contributor, I'll probably club that with my dinner because I have back-to-back meetings. So that's when I'll have my dinner. Right. I'm attending the meeting. I'm, of course, Absolutely. listening but to I'm everything. Also... <laughs> but I'm also eating my food because I have things before and after. So it's, I mean, the bigger meetings where you're not a big contributor, probably, okay, lower stakes, uh, the guys who are, you know, going to run the show should preferably have it on if they can, if not, that's fine. Cause like it, like all things aside are there to work. Right. I mean, so that works, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what I think of it if like, but and like, this is all internal. Now, if you are having like a presentation to a client that some may then, yeah there may be like a stronger preference should,
0: for
1: yeah. yeah there's like a stronger yeah, yeah I mean it's still hard. I mean I wouldn't say like a 100% that you should always have it on but there's a really like if you don't you should have a good reason that your colleague should know because in right. some way you're representing the firm if three people one's just you know you see an H on my name and a circle with my Google feed, <laughs> is, it's, the thing is you will not build the relationship but it may impact your business so you wanna yes try your best there. And if you really can't, it's okay. Maybe even be vocal about it. Sorry, guys. Can't put my video on. The six of you have it on, you know, like my kids, you know, just broken the wall behind me. They've colored the (laughs) face. I don't know. It could be anything. It could be any reason. Oh, I'm driving to some place and I'm joining via audio. Like if you're vocal about it, it can sort of mend for not being there on video because you've addressed the elephant in the room. Hey, I can't see your face, but you can see mine. I'm so awkward about it. But, like, yeah, address it if you can't. But, yeah, client meetings is a little higher stakes. But you can still navigate it. You don't have to be on video. Sensitive topic. But, yeah, apart from that, ethics. Um, Uh,
0: Basically, I was watching this um, video on YouTube by The Economist, like, probably yesterday. And it spoke about how when you're working from home, you, the company, is intruding into the private space of a person and so they are doing you a favor by letting you enter their sanctuary okay so that's why i guess space? yeah like when you're like working from home no 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 no, no. Yeah, i mean okay. like this is this this my house is my yeah. my home right yeah. it's my sanctuary and i am bringing my work home and you cannot expect my family you can expect me to work around it but you cannot expect my family members to work around because naturally there are distractions at home every house runs in a certain way and it has their own right? so like there there are so many times like where instances where you're on a call and suddenly your mom walks in she's like hey would you like some tea and you're like mom I'm in a meeting (laughs) you know like what do you say to that It happens. you can't tell your mom don't disturb me you can but I mean you can't restrict them like you can't impose your company guidelines onto your employees family
1: that was yeah, basically I, the pretext of course of I mean I'm, I think that's probably very well put it I'm 100% in, in alignment with that idea um for the people who can draw the boundary and be like here yeah, I'm gonna lock my room I have a call so if it's locked don't come in yeah great I mean if your family and circumstances allow you to do it you should and I, if exactly you want. but if you can't no one can point fingers at you because it's true like probably there are people who just never brought work home ever in their life. They must have been, you know, working for 10, 15 years in their career and may have been efficient enough to wrap their job up before driving home or coming home. And they never even brought their laptop home. Like, forget coming home and working. For them, it must be like, for their family, it must be like a culture shock. Like, I think, yeah. Like, who
0: is this person? I don't know you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all day on the computer. And now the place where you used to, you know, really relax and read your favorite novels and play your music And the, you know, you create like a, you create like a, how to put it, um, It's like a blurred line
0: between work and life, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a monotony.
1: That's true. So I'll tell you, for me, there were certain places in the house. I used to use those places only to relax. So I had this, whenever I even entered that room, I would begin to feel relaxed because I was conditioned to use that space for, comforting self care therapeutic stuff yeah. yeah now if i'm taking there my lap taking my laptop in and going putting my brain on and you know trying to use my mind to function through data and stuff it's you know, i'm ruining my personal space it's a fact i mean that happens to me i i mean of course i'm i'm grateful like i don't i mean i am able to find another spot and i made it work for myself but if people have the problem it's like super justified um it's the ba- i mean i think all of these things um the ba- the ball lies in the employee's court and they can decide what they want they are like it's their decision
0: on yeah, what but, uh, they we yes we're really privileged actually to be able to oh, yeah. have a space to like where we can <laughs> Beyond, completely yeah. like create our workstation and you know th- take a break from our life that is going on in the other wall the dude other that's wall. true yeah.
1: my friend but not everybody uh, has that Yeah, I've heard of stories where like, um, the father is working, the person is working and his wife is working and the mother is also there, like basically four people in a house, a married couple and one of the the guy's parents, all four are working. And there are two rooms in the house, or probably in some cases, three rooms in the house. What are you going to do? You have to fight for space for calls. I mean, you can't, uh, the question is, will the office provide one more room? If they do, then you can ask for privacy, but if they don't (laughs) provide the room, they don't have the right to.
0: No, yeah, like exactly. They
1: can provide you, thing, I mean, like in our play, like at Kingfish, I'm using a standing desk, which they gave me because I used to anyway stand and take calls. So they, can, they can, you can be provided with furniture okay. and all of those things that may support. Probably that's what employers should do because, well, some people may not have, you know, a table that can be used to work. They may have a table that's already being used for dinner. And it's exactly. already laid out. And, I mean, you can't sit there and work because it's in the hall or in the living room. So you need to provide people with that um, basic infra, like, you know, but, but then beyond that, you can't it, yes. oh yeah like uh, these guys these guys did create a budget and my from what i've heard a lot of companies did that like you oh, can buy great. chairs tables um standing desks of course and like a few other things that you may need um so i mean that stuff they can i mean employees should do that employees i Almost also like tell you, you one work
0: thing kit, isn't it
1: Kind of, yeah. Or a budget to buy yeah. an expense. Like, you decide what you want to buy because you know what's going to look good in your room versus me dictating. Yeah. You know, like, table like, you pick whatever works for you. This is, the, yeah. like, I give you this bigger leash, whatever few thousands or whatever the amount is, and go buy yourself whatever you want. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't want to use it, don't use it. It's just there, just so you know. I would expect right. employees to do that, and they, I mean, I'm privileged enough to receive that. Um, That's really
0: forward-thinking. That? It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's required. Because people will again, uh, for the ones who care, your employees will be working in weird ergonomic environments where they're sitting on their bed and working, sitting on their sofa and working, laptop heat troubling your thighs. It's
0: not good for you. It's not
1: good. It's not good for you. Yeah. I mean, that's where you want to think of like how many companies actually care. I mean, how many companies are being able to weather the storm of COVID on their business? Like one are they being able to weather it, and do they have the money to support their employees? I mean, if there, are, I mean, the ones who can should. If the if there are, if companies are really badly hit, then I don't know where will the managers be prioritizing their funds. I mean, you never know. Is it to save their clients, their employees? Are, I mean, each has to take their own call. But like for the ones who can, they should. For the for like big companies, yeah, if they can afford it.
0: They should they, if they have the budget. They should
1: definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Cool. I also just wanted to ask you, um, do you think that there's a difference in quality standards was working from home versus being on like inside?
1: I, my experience in person is better. Uh, but when you say quality, you mean like the work product that comes out?
0: Yeah. And efficiency of the employee.
1: employee. Uh, I have felt more efficient at home. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both because, uh, the same person I could just tap on the shoulder and ask a question. Now I have to go on their calendar and see if they're in a meeting and if they aren't, then ping them. And if they don't respond to my ping, set up a time. I mean, the, the thing is we, we don't like very easily call each other cell phones or WhatsApp each other at work because that's privacy. That's a private space. Right. We call on the tools we use. I'll call on Slack I'll email and I'll message on Slack. I'm not going to WhatsApp someone. I mean, unless I know the person really well and we work really closely together and I know they're fine and it's kind of a personal relationship because of which I know they're fine, I won't. So my point is that um, efficiency can get impacted if you can't catch hold of people and work gets delayed. But beyond that, like from a distraction perspective, there's no, I mean, I'm, I have my room and I have my privacy. So I'm, I can crank through like two hours of stuff in like 45 minutes, one hour.
0: that's a great uh workflow ethic that you just spoke about uh, that that is basically having your private number your private email or your private mode of contact to be private and use a different platform entirely with your colleagues or people that you work with in order to maintain like that kind of personal boundary i think that's a great advice that companies should actually follow if they're not already doing it
1: i know so in my case there is one sort of thing that benefits this is we are also I mean we also are an investment firm, so we are whatever communication our company uses and whatever I mean I am bound by what do you say the US securities exchange committee by by them not to communicate business information on things like WhatsApp so I mean we are also like all communication that relates to work because it's investments and other people's money and confidential information, you it cannot happen. Yeah, it can't happen on WhatsApp or for, I mean, it needs to happen on like platforms like Slack where all data is stored. And if needed by the compliance committee or, you know, if needed by the U.S. federal guys can be pulled out and checked. So maybe that impacts. Uh, so we don't have a WhatsApp group for our colleagues. I mean, we have not enough. We've used as I mean, some friends do, but like we don't have yeah, an official an
0: official WhatsApp group. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I don't I'm think for...
0: that's advisable still. If you really for... really want to keep the boundary.
1: Yeah, that's. But no, that's not for work. I mean, that's for that's really not for work. I mean, if I had to ping someone for work, I'd, I'm going to use Slack. It's a default, and that's a habit that people should develop. It's better so, for yeah. everyone. Like I've heard of yeah. companies where they WhatsApp you, and then that's a little that's a little, like, I wouldn't want to, I mean, I would, yeah, i just respect th- my space. You know what I mean? I
0: think you should have your employee personal contact for emergencies or anything, but you should have the, the personal responsibility to not cross that boundary when it's not required. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, even if you see someone online on WhatsApp and they're not replying to your Slack message, what do you do? Would you message them and you tell them on WhatsApp like, hey, I'm trying to get in contact with you on Yeah, I think it's like
1: Like if shit's hit the roof, it's fine to do it because probably the other person will also understand and if it's like mission critical, something's, you know, like really off and if you do it, I mean, that's, I think, okay, because it's a justified reason, but it's on your own moral ground to know when to like pull that lever and when not to, because one needs to realize at least employers should think of this in a way where your employees are actually your resources and the better you treat them the better they'll treat your customers so if you respect them their space their privacy they'll probably respect your firm and the respect they receive right i mean you you can't just give off things and then not expect anything in return like if you start interrupting their privacy blah 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 they're of course going to Eventually, begin to get dis- like you know uncomfortable with it, and it may reflect in some other way. It may they may not perform well. They may not refer people to your firm. They may speak ill of you as a manager outside. And they because and the, of course they won't do it to your face, but they'll do it outside. So I mean, it it's probably how aware you are as a manager, um, yeah, which makes I mean, like the biggest difference.
0: Yeah, it's good to have a model ground.
1: For that sure, especially yeah. in like COVID, right? Because office may you can catch them and talk. Yeah. Thik, office me, They need a good reason to take a personal call in office. Like, was it really that important? I mean, did you have to really walk out for 25 minutes and take the call? Maybe it was fine. I mean, if you can manage it, cool. If you can manage your work, fine. But when you're at home, like you just, I mean, personal space is personal space for sure. I mean, exactly. it's like, it's like you are, you as my yeah. employer are a part of my life. You're not my life. So keep your distance
0: yes that's a good one that's a really nice one so that's how i think once you think of
1: it
0: yeah um you room has also affected like a lot of people's screen time and what how what they do in their downtime like usually when we're in office we're usually probably less on the screen and interacting yeah. a, a bit more but now that we're on our screens all day like even children who are you know going through their School. education online they're on like my cousins also like they're on their they're on the ipad all day they're, they're going through Calls, and then in the night they're playing games on the iPads. It's like you're literally having screen time throughout the day, like eight hours, twelve hours of screen time, which is very unhealthy.
1: That's And really it bad. affects
0: what we do in our downtime because using our screens is also something we would have liked to do as leisure. And you
1: know? Yeah, that's true. So I got eye drops. <laughs> I don't use. I don't know, that's what I was getting out. I got this because I asked a doctor that my eyes, you know, tend to water a bit and. Uh, hurts the rain it gets a little intense because i mean yeah uh this is not the solution i think i mean for i don't know if i'm the best to speak on that because i when i'm not working i don't use my computer um as much i use it for like personal i mean i use it for work to re i prefer to in my free time sit in the balcony and look outside the window and you know just admire the world from afar so i prefer to do that stuff so i mean yeah, I, for me, it's not changed a lot. So I don't think I can comment because I have I have a Netflix account, but i I'm still on like the fifth season of friends for the past eight years. So I mean, I'm not the guy who is
0: know. You
1: know. so I'm not I mean, it doesn't change me much. It's not it's not hit me much. But I use this just because it's I mean, people should go for this if they're wondering it's co- I mean, of course, you've got to consult a physician. So I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna consult an eye doctor. I'm not gonna tell you what this is because yeah. I got prescribed this.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, you should see if that if that helps seeing a eye doctor. Cool, so
0: that's really good that you're taking care of your health and you know, not using your screens in your downtime because I won't lie, I am afraid to it I use my screen in my downtime and I'm watching Netflix or some show or just, you know and it's really unhealthy. I think
1: fair. See, everyone has their own outlet, right? Or everyone has their own way mm-hmm. of easing into their evening um, and do something for do something recreationally because you know, you're not a machine, you're a human being and You should explore things. I mean, Netflix, I think, I mean, Netflix has so much art and information to share. It's beautiful in its own way. So, I mean, it's, I don't know what's this, what's the outcome? Like, what's the solution to this? Um, Screen time has definitely increased. Probably one should just, you know, make sure that they're not uh, exploiting their eyes. Not even for work, not even for leisure. It's on how, I mean, it's on how you view it. I mean, if your health is priority, then you will figure out a way to draw a balance, probably change your job if it's that bad, probably stop watching. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, each has to figure out their own thing. I mean, and some yeah. people have the capacity to like my brother, Sandeep, you watch is more TV than I do, or he's more into Netflix than mm-hmm. I am. And I have specs and he doesn't. So probably his eyes are healthier than mine. So I think everyone knows, should know their own, like the more aware you are of what's happened to you, uh, the better you can act on it. And I mean, and then it's up to you if you want to draw the line or not. But like for me, this has been helpful. I put these like four times a day. And I just got this, like, two weeks ago. It's pretty effective. It just helps. Nice. The It, it yeah. helps the eyes not hurt and clench. also those
0: blue screen glasses, right, that people are wearing these days.
1: I haven't come across it. I don't know about it yet. But, okay, I don't know about what that is. I have not looked yeah. it up. I've been using these and the eye drops. <laughs> Shit, I think I've gone on a tangent yeah. with
0: this. <laughs> oh, uh, it's cool. I mean, this is what the point of these conversations are it's about, like, just... Having a conversation, getting these things out in the open, saying what you feel. Yeah.
1: So are yeah. there more things? This is a this is an interesting conversation.
0: So one thing that we didn't talk about was work and life balance. And basically the mental ability of people to be able to quickly switch between work mode and chill mode. So like it's a, it's difficult for a lot of people. I know that because of yeah. the monotony of having the same space. It's like a blurred line between work and life. Yeah, so, yeah. it's very difficult to like change your mindset to, you know, okay, now I have to work. It's very, very hard. So, like, how, like, at least for me, it's very, very oh, no, hard. No, no, it's
1: an issue, dude. I can relate to that.
0: Yeah. 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 So, what advice would you give someone on that note? So,
1: like, I'm myself a victim of this. I'm probably the guy who not any, not as much as before, but who check his email in the first 15 minutes of waking up, which is not cool. Uh, check my work email, because who, who wants to welcome that, you know, load of information that you're gonna have to address anyway once you're back to your desk. So, like, how do you draw the balance? I don't know what's helped me. I won't say changed everything meaningfully. Is just like the practice of meditation. It's just, or just eventually getting to a place where you're a little more in control of your mind and that is probably a skill that's developed over a period of time through deliberate exercise it doesn't come naturally probably start something someone starts with like two minutes five minutes but that's that's helped i mean i've i've improved on that because i've started to meditate a little more than i did or i I had a long gap from it so doing it again has helped me like with a lot of things i mean this is i would say yeah balancing work life Like my, the way I think of work-life balance is that it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a flawed concept. Like you, I probably have a different view on it. The way I think of it is that you, your work and your life are going to mix with each other in some way or the other. Um, you can't draw like a thick black border between two. Um, it's it's kind of impossible. You need to realize that there are days when you're at work, you will have to do personal things. And there are days when you're even on vacation, you may have to address something, work related because, well, it's a business and there are other people who are dependent on your business. And while you're on vacation, three hours of your seven-day vacation will not cause you as much harm, but it will probably save your business by losing a client. You never know, right? So I don't think there's this balance that exists uh, any which way. So like work from home is probably made it tougher for the people who tried to find that balance. Um, I mean, that's, so that's, that's my view. I think it's about like you knowing what's important to you at that point in time, you have your personal health, like you have your health, your relationships, blah, blah, blah. That's personal. And then you have this, you have work, which is in some way also pretty personal to you because you're doing it as your career. It matters to you. So like, it's about you and how you draw a balance between all of those things. Uh, with a lot of awareness and consciousness, like how do you design your day and all of that stuff. Uh, So I don't think there's a balance. I mean, things will mingle a lot. So that whole concept of balance is just, you know, fundamentally something I don't believe in. But like work from home makes it tougher to segregate things in the way you like to. Like for me, I I would prefer to work at a desk where I don't relax and prefer. I mean, I would like that. I mean, so of course, I don't don't think that's work-life balance. That's just like, you know, Preferred environments for different things, but like the way you can draw balance, I don't know. Probably meditation, whatever gives you more control yeah. over your mind. That's which, good
0: advice. Being yeah, I mean, the
1: thing, yeah. yeah, it want the mind wanders, right? You're a, you live in this society; your mind has to wander. I mean, there's so much happening, this COVID in the world, and all that's happening that you probably see in media. It's it's uh, it's difficult, I guess, for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I think the like the more you meditate. And this is also like tied to my personal beliefs, so I don't know how applicable this would be to everybody, but I believe that uh, meditation oh, will give you good
0: advice.
1: Yeah, like if the more you can control your mind, the better you are off because then your mind will not control you as much. It's like who's the boss, you or your mind? And it's like a lifelong journey to get to a place where you can control it. It may take you like a hundred more births to get there to reach the stage of Buddha, but that's the aspiration, that's the goal. Yeah,
0: and also like. What kind of communication tools do you use with your employers or project management tools do you use, if any?
1: Um, I mean, communication, we use Slack, email. Slack, like you said. We don't need any, we don't need more than that. Then you, in the US, I mean, see, in the US, people use their cell phones because I am located in India, but have like a US job. I, you, I have a Zoom phone number. So I have like a US phone number, plus one, six, five, zero, da, 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 da uh so for me it's zoom slack and email for my colleagues in the u.s they do call on their i mean they do end up using their cell phones for this stuff i mean they also have the zoom option so i don't know who chooses what i mean some people prefer to use their phone because uh you know you're building relationships with people in the industry you want to you're okay with sharing your personal number with them externally of course their clients or these that you're fine giving them a number so that they can always contact you even if you move on so maybe somehow like using their personal phone, but beyond that, it's typically Zoom, Slack, email. But it's Salesforce is a pretty massive organization with a lot of different softwares and applications. So I don't know how I don't even know how big the universe is. Do you know about Salesforce? No, I've never actually.
0: Oh, known about okay. It.
1: Oh, it is Salesforce is massive. I can't even tell you. It's a you should check it out. It's a massive software company. Like it's huge. Or it's like the I don't know. I mean they're like they're, they're pretty reputed all so you should check anyway. So we use Salesforce, which is like a huge software company. And they have a lot of different softwares. They have like customer resource management, they have something for marketing, they have something this, that, blah, 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 blah. Ooh. So we use one of their softwares that works best for our workflow. The way we organize nice. our projects and stuff. So Salesforce, like up bread and awesome. butter I is Salesforce and Slack, awesome. Slack and email. Yeah, you should check it out. I mean, it's a software company. It's like a cut and... I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's kind of a cut and dry software company like enterprise ke liye. so it's not like anything that cool if you but are I like mean, a regular... Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a business software. So it's not sexy hai, but like it's still what it is. It's nice. It's, it's efficient for the ones who know to what, use do you think best. About, what do you
0: think about technical assistance? Like while working from home, a lot of uh employees may have hardware or software issues like do do, does your company have a technical assistance team that provides yeah
1: we have a team we i have like i have yeah we have a team if we need so like this stuff is employers responsibility if you're high i mean it it's not the employees i've heard of companies that ask the employees to use their personal laptop i mean if i was there i'd just be like i don't have one but then I, I don't blame them because employers, I mean, they, it's hard to find a job. The ones you find, they ask you to use your personal stuff. So it might be difficult for some, but like yeah. my firm provides, I mean, they re- they realize how critical uh, basic tech infra is. So we have that infrastructure available because well, it's going to harm my firm if I can't, if I can't do my job because of hardware issues. I mean, it's. The most, it's like, dude, why didn't you get the project done on time? And why is our client dissatisfied? Because my laptop was spoiled. I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen to you, right? I mean, you just assume that the business is sound enough to be able to afford decent systems for you, like infrastructure. So I I mean, it's the employer's responsibility. For me, I do have all that I need. I would say internet is a bit choppy uh, at times for me, but then uh, who's accountable, like, my internet service provider is accountable they have their fluctuations i can't hold my no, but employer really, accountable
0: no a lot of companies are in the survey i asked a question does your company pay for your oh
1: <laughs> backup i have a backup yeah. they there is cool. a budget i mean yeah i can reimburse my internet bills to an extent i think i don't okay, do good. it i should so maybe lot, I if think that exists i
0: should definitely do it because 100%. i'm sure like, when you're at home, you're having Zoom meetings and other calls, you need much oh, yeah. more stronger, yeah. sustainable internet rather than one you, like, the kind of speed you use where you're just lounging 100%, at home.
1: 100%. Very,
0: and yeah, I definitely think that employees should pay for their uh, employees', employees data. Yeah. Also, and what any, any, mm-hmm. any other advice you have that employers or companies should be providing their employees, like, this, like, this is basic like in, while working
1: like from it's okay employers. yeah no i agree with you like, on, on the data point i was just going to add that uh, india i think has the cheapest or one of the india is one of the cheapest countries yeah, to get access definitely. to data it's very cheap. but if you very cheap right so i to, i just said that i don't expense my internet bills because i just don't i've never thought of it or i have thought of it, but i've just been too lazy because it's not making a massive difference to my life yeah but yeah. like if you're in the us if you're in probably in the uk like or other countries where it's expensive, it's It's like you're bound to provide that if you want your guys to put their video on, if you want your girls to put their video on, like where your employees are. Um, Now to your question on like general advice for employers. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just know that like the privacy and, uh, you know, respecting one's space is one. I think that's like the most basic thing you need to, respect and adhere to. So I think Uh, when
0: when people have worked from office prior to working from home, it's easier for them to kind of give people their perspective. Yeah, because they know where they're coming from. But then if if, supposing you have a new employee who starts working from home, like the first time you meet, how do you know what their environment is like, where they're coming from and stuff like that? Like, how do you... uh, establish a better relationship and better communication with that
1: kind of an employee. So like see from a technical standpoint the best you can do is video or yeah. you can uh, or you can and then it's beyond that is how good are you at communication if you are unable to build the relationship with your employees. So if I'm an employer and I and I know where the boundaries are because you know I'm I'm probably a manager who has experience and have then become a manager. So I'm aware of you know why it's important and, um, what, what counts as giving someone space and what doesn't, how do I explain that to a new employee? I think it's a, it's going to be a function of my communication skills and my ability to build a relationship with the new employee that I have hired. So if I have hired someone, I would have hired them with the confidence that we can communicate. And because, well, if you can't communicate, then problem number one, what are you yeah. doing? Like if because how are you gonna work together? How are you gonna spend eight hours a day on the same projects and you know do like heavy lifting of a bunch of different tasks? So uh, I assume, I mean, I would imagine that there is there there is a there is a good relationship between the employers and the employee. It's fair to assume that's ideal, or at least like hopeful to assume that you know, like I hope that that's ideal, or that's what that's what it is, and then it's on how well you communicate. I mean, you have to and I expect that employees will understand also like I don't think employees even, are the ones who would also will the employee nag their employer at a random hour maybe they do because they want help you never know you know maybe because oh yeah they may be employees who are you know way super pumped about their career first job I'm a crush it I'm a do like 14 hours a day like there might be those kind of people and the employer is like no that's not sustainable we do nine hours a day like you know you calm down because you want to do it for <laughs> years, not for five years you want to do it for 50 years or whatever so like you never know but how i think you just communicate man like or i mean you hire better and you communicate better like it's it's not, it's the manager's think, responsibility it's not the employee's yeah. responsibility
0: i think there should be i think what i i take from this is that there should be room for a bit of informal conversation both from the employee side as well as the employer side because i guess if the employer just asks the employee something personal or a personal just just to understand their environment or where they're coming from no none of the parties should take offense like even if the employee is the one employing its employer i think there should be that kind of room for informal conversation while working yeah from home.
1: yeah that should be there so like if i look back at my experiences whenever i have like you know discussions with my manager which can range from 30 minutes to 60 minutes we have like a healthy relationship we talk about all things important unimportant like we do have so it's it's on, I would say like, it's on both the people to build a relationship with each other, which is,
0: yeah,
1: which, you know, which is professional knows where to draw the line, but also they aren't robots, they're humans. So it's, it's, it's okay to, you know, just make an effort to get to know them and make sure they're doing okay. Um, so like, it's, it's really subjective, but I think people like, I would expect the managers to be more, they need to lead the way because if someone's new in the workforce, just out of college spends eight hours a day on Instagram. I don't know, like, like, the folks who are graduating today are just far more tech savvy than me, for sure. (laughs) So, like, I mean, it's on the managers to, I think, um, make sure that they build that room, that it's, it's, it's their responsibility, like, it's their firm. Yeah, it's a good thing to talk about how do you build that relationship with your employee who's new and you've never met and you're probably working from, like, now we are also, we also are hiring people from, outside Pune, Like if you're in Jaipur, cool work from Jaipur. Cause anyway, we're not going to call you to office. Yeah. Yeah, So now the thing is now, how do you build a relationship with them? There are many ways. I mean, so we have like our own internal things. Like we have uh, zoom calls or meetings just for the purpose of getting to know each other. Um, allegedly no work, coffee meets, um, UVR, I mean, there's there's a bunch of cultural things you can do if you really want to, right? You can organize games. Oh. You can organize like a welcome yeah. meeting, and all of that I stuff. Forgot so, I forgot
0: mean- the name, but there was this one platform that uh, my college introduced me to, which basically we were having a video call, but it's it's but it's basically like a lobby. Uh, so it's like you go on the software and then there's a lobby and then there are tables. So you interact with the tables and each table has a different game that is being played on the table. Virtually? Yeah, virtually. So that you can walk around the lobby and if you go to a particular table, you can join the table and either you can spectate or if there's room, you can participate in the game and your videos are on, your calls are on and you're playing the game as well as you're talking. So a lot of times we've used that as an informal Chit chat just to catch up on where we are with our projects and stuff like that. And while, you know, having fun and laughing about something. And I guess it's a good way to, yeah, it's culture. a good
1: way, right? I, I agree. I mean, you could do yeah. so many things if you begin to, you know, go down the path of different ideas. You could have like, say, 4 to 5 p.m., happy hours every day. Whoever's free can join the Zoom meet and ensure you don't talk about work. Um, there were a lot of colleagues in my company, or still are, who have pets pet dogs. So they had a group of their own where they just, you know, talk about things related to, and they were also in the same city, all of them are many of them were. So they were like, Oh, how do you get access to these resources? Blah, blah, blah. How do you take care of your dog? How are you managing this? So they, they created their communities. We have different clubs. Some people love talking about sports. So there's a sports club.
0: Yeah. Especially like in the US,
1: people share passion for like baseball and basketball. They can they can talk about that. So I mean, all that stuff is on the employer to build. I mean, of course, employee who's just joining an organization is...
0: I think... So they may know, but they may not I know. You never know. Come with the software itself. Like, what do you think about like... Yeah, like imagine Zoom having a lobby where you just enter and you see the, all your friends and your contact is who's online. I mean, you don't have to see who they're chatting with or anything, or maybe not even see if you're online, if you want that kind of privacy. But like, it's nice to have a lobby where you can show people that, oh, you're online and you're here and, you know, just like, you, join I know there is
1: like, so well, I know some softwares have this like features, whenever you are on your computer, you can put online away and all of that stuff, like. Like, I think I like that, that's that. a very basic one though, but that's like, yeah. that means if you're away, they won't ping you for work because they know, not, oh, yeah. they, if they ping you for work, they know you won't respond immediately. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, one could build a software. Definitely. It could run. Maybe someone's tried it yeah. already. I don't know. I mean, you know what? I believe in all of this last thing. I mean, it all lies on the employer. Um, you, cause you, it's your business. You're the one who's recruiting. Uh, it's your responsibility to ensure that employees are feeling welcomed, that relationship is built, they're comfortable. It's, it, the onus, is, I think, is on the employer, um, especially with freshers who are entering the workforce now in this work-from-home environment. You can't expect them to be having the same experience as you do and uh, having even like the same perspective because boom, tech has just changed everything in the past few years, right? So it's, I think the onus size on employers to fix things and make things sustainable, not the employees.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's important for employers.
1: To do it. 100%, I mean, also, I mean, if you think of it, I mean, this is probably the capitalist inside of me. They're the ones who own equity in the business. They're the ones who get the upside of the business as well.
0: they're invested in the
1: business so it's in their own incentive to do these things and yeah any 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 good business owner or manager should know what's important and what's not
0: but like i mean of course you're working with a us company so that's why you have these ethics and moral grounds and yeah also because
1: like it's a bay area based or like silicon valley based company which probably has a different culture than what you'd find somewhere in you know the in more rural parts of the U.S. in the middle of the country versus what you'd yeah. find if I was looking for like a more socialist country company. Like, of course. like So, yeah, maybe, it, maybe be... it stems from there. It probably yeah. stems from there. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely. But it's At great. It is, I wish all companies looking.
0: and employers thought the way, like you said, They I think all companies should think like that and just like foster a great culture and communication and
1: of relationships between
0: them. Dude, for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure, man. Netflix apparently yeah. kills it at culture. I didn't know that, but I heard about it. Netflix has probably re- I mean, they have a really good culture from what I've heard oh, yeah. and the founder has also written a book on it. I don't know the name. I mean, whoever's if anyone's who is anyone who is listening is interested, like the founder's written a book of Netflix. Shouldn't be hard to find. Which is which explains how you build it, and he's everything. The firm is known for its culture, which is pretty strong. So, if anyone's looking, maybe that's a resource. Um, yeah, that's probably. What else is there? Good on culture-related stuff. Probably that is a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Netflix
1: CEO's book. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, one thing. Uh, firms have this thing called an NPS score, which is a net promoter score. You can okay. use it in many ways. Uh, people use it with their customers. So when they ask you how likely are you to refer us to your friend? Mm-hmm. If you're a customer, they're basically trying to see are you a promoter of the organization or not? So there is a right. way in which the score is calculated. If it's um if it's maybe, I mean, I don't know what it is. There's a there's a, it's not just like sub add kar diya. you don't add it all up. There's a if it's a below a certain number, it's a demoter. Two numbers are neutral, or one number is neutral, and the remaining higher ones are promoters. And then you do some mm-hmm. mathematics, and you figure out what's the promoter score out of 100, I guess, okay. on a scale of minus 100 to 100, something like that. So there are companies that have like good net promoter scores, and maybe if anyone wants to improve their culture, go figure out when this is, you can do an NPS with your customers. So how likely is a customer to refer you to someone else? And then you can do a net promoter score with your employees. Like how likely is your employee to refer you to a, a friend or a former colleague to then come and join yeah. the company. So if you can find companies that have a good NPS score from their employees means their promoters, uh, by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means, yeah. Uh, that means their culture is doing well. I mean, Twenty-two. like what year plus into lockdown if there's if the employees are still referring them something's going right and if people want to fix it like just like go find out what they're doing
0: yeah definitely yeah that's that's something i'm gonna look into a very interesting topic
1: yeah nps is a thing
0: i never i've I've actually never heard of nps before yeah
1: i didn't until i came to kingfish even i didn't know about it Mm -hmm. um like we we do it six monthly at our firm it's a oh, recurring nice. thing and it comes with the question, right? Uh, what could you change about the company or what would you like to see? Boom. It's just one question. It's, it's of course, anonymous. So uh, you should do it through a tech. If anyone's doing it, do it like authentically, do it, do it in, an, in an anonymous way and see what your employees think. You never know what you may get. <laughs> it may surprise you. Yeah, you know, uh, everyone should do an NPS check once in a while. Gives you a reality yeah. check of where you are. Yeah, employer. I mean,
0: taking the whole survey, I mean, the survey was completely different, like, it was not the topic that we're talking about right now, but it was still really, it was a fun experience, like, sending it out, having a conversation with people about it after they, after they filled it up, what, what were their thoughts about it, like, some people came and told me that, you know, it was really informative, it made me think about my schedule and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool, and then also the results were also quite astounding, so, yeah,
1: it's a, it's a great thing. And I think everybody should take a survey every once in a while. For sure. Um, In the context of business, definitely employers should with their customers, with their employees. I mean, this is related to work from home, then definitely like employers should take care. I mean, it's also, I would say a huge function of business performance. And at the end of the day, employers are also going to be victims to human error. They're going to they're not gonna they're not gonna function like robots and always you know spit out like the best answers and solutions they may also make mistakes but like that's also competition I guess maybe this is getting too philosophical on no no that Mm -hmm. side but yeah that's what it is cool so basically
0: Um, from what I understand is a lot of people sorry no no
1: go ahead no no I wasn't gonna say anything sorry
0: Okay. No, a lot of people like there are some people who are really in favor of work from home and a lot of people who are really in favor of not working from home, like based on of course how it affects their business and their companies and stuff like that. Yeah. But um what I understand is there are pros and cons to both. And yeah. you can't have it one way and not have it the other. There has to be a blend. Of the two worlds that is going to happen in the future it's eminent it's definitely going to happen and like in future i see flexible working to be like a a big part of every company culture so i guess yeah. uh, this entire conversation was just like uh a booster a kickstarter into starting the conversation making people think about the way they lead their lives what do what are their opinions on their on the way they lead their lives and yeah just
1: yeah, you're, you're gathering some really interesting data which is so relevant uh, in today's world. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to start a conversation about something that is happening as we speak and is evolving as we speak.
1: Yeah, working from home is like the new normal uh, by now. I'm not a big fan. You've seen how big my room is. I work out, sleep and work in the same room which is not good. Not good. I mean, it's good when you want your uh, privacy and space. It's good to have the flexibility when you need it, but it shouldn't be the norm. Like no way. The norm should be do what you want as long as you do it. Fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there are no guides or like foundation or rules to working from home. Right. It's, So I guess this is also a kind of way to establish those rules, boundaries, guidelines and yeah, Yeah. try and enforce that kind of a culture between people while
1: working. I agree. Think of it, you have like the power to paint a narrative which is of course gonna be like what you're gonna hear from people but you're gonna eventually come out with a product that probably many will watch I just want to
0: start a conversation relate to. I just want people to be talking about work from home ethics very importantly I want people to talk about it's work very from important ethics. yeah yeah and also I am trying to look into the I haven't done a lot of research yet but I want to I want to look into the laws that exist about working from home like yeah
1: what yeah That's what
0: yeah, that is like basically like, like I I think there should be some developed first world countries that already have these laws in place. I just have to find out about it. I want to see like how people have incorporated law and working from home and where they've kind of drawn the line between legal and illegal.
1: Yeah, I wonder which countries are even like doing something about it. I'd imagine it's the countries <laughs> that are smaller population, like the what Baltics, Nordics region. I would expect them yeah, to care about it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, Canada so, maybe, I somebody know. told me that the, the Nordic countries have a very interesting law in terms of maternity paternity leave maternity paternity leave and working from home so I I'm you're gonna, gonna look, look into that
1: like, yeah I'd be curious yeah. to know I haven't read I mean I haven't looked out as much on this topic personally apart from just talking within like friends about how is everyone doing mentally. but I'd be curious to know what comes out of that uh, I mean they, they have I, I like those countries yeah, those countries make like, you know, good subjects to look at, like smaller population, developed, economically sustained, high taxes, whatever, but like, still, so I'm generally curious to see what their approach is, because they're anyway way ahead of India and, in, you know, the way they've evolved. So let's see. If you find something cool, I will definitely like, I mean, share with me if you find some cool links.
0: Yeah, definitely. So basically, the outcome of my project is a research report, which is basically a book of all my research, like, summarizing my research. But it's not going to be very in-depth. It's going to be very uh, scratching the surface kind of thing. And then there is obviously going to be an outcome, which is the book that I'm trying to create, which is basically an infographic, which has a lot of data sets and, like, adv- like just topics to talk and think about. It's, like, okay. mental Anjali, structure.
1: weren't you, like, yeah. into... I thought you were more into, like, design. The sounds...
0: I am. i Is this I
1: designing... Okay, it's also related to like, well, design is not, I would, okay, sorry, go ahead. It's
0: also like, it's also like, design is also about solving a problem with design. It's not just about making something look pretty. So a lot of uh, people, this is, this is. Yeah, this is a myth. A lot of people think that design is just sitting on your laptop and making something pretty. But that something pretty does not come out of thin air. There's a lot of thought that goes behind it. Like you do research, you think about a lot of different things. And then you try and... So there's this school of thought that's called the Bauhaus. School of thought. Bauhaus. I'm
1: tired standing. Okay, Bauhaus.
0: Yeah. And it's basically a German modernist philosophy or approach to design and it talks about how we should be focusing on form over function so that means that we need to focus on our designs being solving a purpose and having function rather than being aesthetically pleasing
1: oh yeah 100 i have i can't talk about the amount of furniture i've seen that i think is so useless but just looks good it's exactly. like it's like the dirty book you never read because the book cover sucked, but once you opened it, it was great. Yeah. Or the other way around, oh man, such a lovely title. It's full of shit. The book is full of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think like, like it's function is so, yeah. a priority and then comes your design, right? Like,
0: so this is just a general design ethic. Like you have to, when you're making a design, it should be solving a problem and and it, not just solving a problem, but you have to consider like a lot of other factors, like your audience, what is this for? What is the agenda? Yeah. Like, what, so yeah, it's a combination. I'm sure stuff.
1: it sounds very multidisciplinary because you can't, I mean, in your case, if you're trying to solve for work from home, which I think is like a business problem, it is an HR problem. Um, it is also a mental health problem for depending on how you look at it because it's personal space where you draw where you come to ethics they're probably like it's including people's lives in in some way or the other so it's like so many different disciplines psychology hr which probably are related anyway but then also like design okay that's pretty interesting
0: yeah so like i mean Yeah, I'm excited about
1: your project. (laughs) I'm thinking this is, this will be fun (laughs) because it's a design project, right? The end goal is to design a book
0: the design of book exactly but the main the main agenda of this the
1: function of the book
0: project is research mm. is delving into different forms and discourses of research and how do you conduct your research and so the whole focus on the, we are going to be graded on our research our outcome is subjective to whatever we want to do like a lot of people don't have an outcome they're just their outcome is a is a collection of their research they're making a research report that's what a lot of people are doing, but I've decided that my I want my outcome to have value. So I want to okay. create something that will actually do something in society. It will help. I, is it are you gonna make,
1: Yeah, are you gonna make like a prescriptive outcome where you're gonna prescribe something or recommend I'm something not, based on? I, I don't
0: think I'm. I don't think I'm in a position to be prescribing anything to anybody because or just I don't like, have that kind of.
1: I don't have that if you even standpoint. if you make a statement, yeah, fair enough. Only even if you make a statement saying like, employers should be more responsible of an employee's personal space, that's still prescribing, right?
0: Yes. So exactly. you won't do that. So I I will, but like in terms of starting up, like very diplomatic, subtly, like in terms of just, I just want to start a conversation. I want people to come to the king by themselves. I don't want to feed them with a silver spoon. I want them. Yeah. to Think and come to the conclusion by themselves. With and have them form their own opinion on the subject. I don't want to like you know put words in them. I want them to think and be like, okay, yeah, I think that this is the right way. Oh, because they've thought about it, they've analyzed this and that, and we've come yeah. to it organically. It needs
1: that's to come inside out, hundred exactly. percent. You can't you can't force it in.
0: Yeah, so that that's what I want to do. I just want to start a conversation and make people have their own opinions on these subjects. Mm, so cool. yeah so like i said so, like this is a part of research but what i do with this research is also upon me right so like i said i'm going to be making like these really cool videos i'm going to edit it and i'm going to make it fun captivating engaging so like when people see like a quick snippet of it on instagram be like, oh this is cool i want to watch what are these guys talking about you know so th- that's also my job as a designer to make those videos like grab people's attention with those videos right so yeah plus editing the yeah. video and all that so yeah that's yeah i see
1: do. that sounds fun
0: <laughs> yeah. Not
1: that cut and dry as some other industries, I guess, or other projects.
0: Sorry?
1: Not as cut and dry as some other projects. Some that, oh. I mean there could be like really more dry, boring projects that exist and probably ones I've participated in, but then this sounds more creative and
0: I mean it is easy. my university project, and I think university projects do tend to be a more open-ended and creative than briefs from clients.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, if I had to yeah. compare it to the work I do, that's, that's often more targeted because people are paying for it and they're paying like big bucks. So they just want really specific things. So exactly. then yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I'm sure this would be far more like, you know, you have, a, you have a big leash. You can pick, I mean, can you pick your own topic or was this topic given to you?
0: Yeah.
1: I picked my own topic. Boom. Okay. So you, I mean, that's yeah. the, the leash can't be longer than that, right? Like you, what do you, like, yeah. what do you want to talk about? You tell me like, Forget like we yeah. telling you what project to do. You tell me what project to do. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I think that the, the, the fact that this university makes sense. I mean, the fact that it's uh, pretty flexible uh, makes yeah. sense since it's, you know, tied to the university and stuff.
0: Yeah. What I think of it? Thanks so for participating oh, yeah. and sharing. Very insightful of course. View.
1: This was long. This went on for nearly two hours. I hope this is, you know, stuff yeah. that you can pick things from that
0: Definitely. dude if yeah. nothing it's just gonna be a really nice podcast your first podcast with me
1: on Are YouTube va, yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah why not it could be
0: so yeah.
1: we'll anyway have this clip always with us
0: thank you all for tuning in and I hope that this gave you something to think about in terms of the way you work stay tuned for our next podcast till then see ya